Welcome to the Calvary Cast, a podcast from Calvary Bible Church in Grand Junction, Colorado. At Calvary, we exist for the glory of God, the good of His people, and the Great Commission. Well, hello, listeners of the Calvary Cast. We are back again for another exciting, enthralling, entertaining, edifying, exhorting. What other E words can I come up with? Edge of your seat. Edge of your seat. <laughs> Edge of your seat podcast. Edge of your seat part podcast. I am Graham Parker, associate pastor. You are Jess Miller, lead, lead pastor. pastor. Lead pastor. Right. How's your day going? Well, <laughs> should we talk about about it? that? <laughs> about that. So, um, not as a matter of fact, I'm sitting here right now. I'm trying to fight the stomach issues that I'm experiencing, <laughs> not because I'm sick. But because hold on, um, let me grab a mask real quick. Yeah, something was left in our bathroom <laughs> that I won't describe. The bathroom here at the church for two days um, that I was responsible to clean up. Are we going to leave that in the podcast? Why not? They Why should not? all sympathize with their pastor and they the should. things I have to go through on a daily basis. Yes, on a daily basis, bearing one another's <laughs> burdens, and you know, and it kind of actually could relate to the topic we're going to talk about today Mm -hmm. in one way or another. Maybe people would see this as a future need. Cleaning up after other people's mess? Anyway. (laughs) Maybe we better take some of that out. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Who knows? We could leave it in and be exciting, educating, edge of your seat podcasting for our listeners. Yeah. Well, never know what you're going to encounter when you come into the office. Let's leave it that way. There you go. Very good. What are we talking about today? Today we're going to go or talk about <clears throat> the topic of what I what if I f- don't feel like going to church? And that, of course, is not something we've come up with. It is from this Nine Marks book. Booklet. Uh, booklet, yeah, um, by Gunnar Gunderson. Which, that is like one of the best names out there. It is a really cool name, Gunnar. Gunderson. It almost makes me want to have another son to name him Gunnar. Really? Yeah. I mean, Does I wouldn't Natalie I'm old know that? Now. Yeah, and she would say, no way. We're <laughs> old people now. I mean, uh, I know it's popular for movie stars and stuff to be having children in their mid-40s. And some people do, I suppose, but I just don't feel like... I, I think I, my mom had our my youngest sister, like 42. Okay, see, but so I'm, we're even older than that. But not much. Yeah. So you never know what the Lord could do, and you could have a gunner in your family. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, that's a freebie. That's a freebie. But we're talking about this booklet. We're talking about this booklet, and this is a booklet we're going to get. I think we plan now on getting a copy a for lot. every member of our yes. congregation because yeah. we want them to read this. This was uh, one of the best, most helpful, encouraging booklets I've read in a long time. Me too. And I've read some good stuff lately, but yeah. this was exceptional. Yeah, and it only it was a about a 30 to 40 minute read. Yes. One sit down well, is it, all it was. It, it the longest, it might take you an hour to read this. Yeah. So Gunner is good at, um, I guess, taking the, a topic like this and narrowing it down and giving you the essentials yes. in a compelling way and um, and not putting too much in there and that right. and just giving yeah. you a lot to think about. Any longer and it would be too much. It That's would what be, we, yeah. Uh, yeah. So why do we think this is an important... Because, okay, so I bought this booklet a couple months ago and thought, hey, this might make an interesting podcast topic. Why are we talking about it now? Well, I think it's important because um, for two reasons. One is we're commanded to 
attend and um, uh, not just attend, but be a part of the right. local church. Right. Okay. That is a big problem, though, right, in churches, that people attend without actually being a part sometimes. Right, yeah, yeah. But So we're, we're commanded to attend church mm-hmm. and worship together. But the second reason it's important is because um, we often don't want to. Right. Uh, people may, may not realize this, but sometimes pastors don't always feel. Right. <laughs> like like you have some Sundays where you're like, oh, man. Yep. I don't ever, but I know you do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I, I have them just like everyone else because um, we have to remember our flesh opposes anything that is good. Right. The flesh cannot submit to God's law. Right. And our flesh knows what is or our flesh doesn't want to do what is right right and what is good for us spiritually which is to be with God's people yeah and he gives a lot of reasons in here and I don't know if we were going to go through we'll the, but into those. He, he gives a lot of reasons of why people encounter the desire to not go to church and just how to confront those I think secondly there's also a really important reason to discuss this in the age of COVID because yeah well, that's if people right. are listening to this say five years down the road we are recording in the middle of a global pandemic right? that's been going on for now nine months. Yeah. Uh, and so, well, you had a conversation with somebody, not in our church. Mm-hmm. And, and wh- they haven't been attending uh, mm-hmm. a, their church because of the restrictions. So basically where they're at, they can have so many people at the church. So every week you got to sign up to go. So only a portion of the people get to go. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to wear masks the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... The, it's um, uh, in in addition, he's caring for a an elderly person who he wants to. Go, he goes with her and just watches it at her house and such. So anyway, uh, he made the comment to me. Uh, it, it's very easy hmm. to get used to not going to hmm. church and almost lose the desire to even attend. Yeah. Now that might not happen with everybody, right. but it could happen. Because you can find other things to do on Sunday yep. morning. And the idea of getting up Sunday morning and not having to get ready, not having to go encounter people or whatever could be very um, tempting. tempting to some. Yeah. And I saw a study, and this was a few months ago, on uh, that came out. And I can't remember where I read this or the exact statistics, but I'll give you some of the, the just mm-hmm. the basic idea. Is that about 30% of... Uh, those people who weren't going to church because we most churches all over the country went virtual for about Six, a month and a half, weeks, yeah. yeah. And so they they interviewed a bunch of the people that were virtual, and many of them said even when it was time to go back that they didn't and that they had no plans to start going back to church again. Yeah, and they, that was of people that had been regular attenders, They had right? been regular attenders. <clears throat> That's 30%. Right. So it's a very real issue. Uh, in temptation for us in this pre- period of time too, because um, as churches are making their decisions on on what to do or what not to right. do, and let me throw this in there. That's why it's not as easy for us as a church, as church leadership, to just say, "Oh, well, the governor has said we can only have this many people at church," or the county has said, "You know, we can only have this number of church." We listen to what they're saying, and we want to cooperate to a degree. But we have to understand that we are leading over God's church, mm-hmm. and the commands are clear, and what God's heart is for his people is very clear. 
to be gathering, to be worshiping, to be encouraging one another. And, um, and in addition to that, we know the temptations of the flesh that the longer a person is detached from the yes. church, the more they could get very used to being detached church. So we have to take into account more than what the county or the governor is taking into account. We have to take into account the not just physical needs of people, but spiritual needs and emotional yeah. uh, spiritual needs yeah. and healthiness. And that may not be right. shutting down uh, worship services completely just because there is an element of risk of transmission. Right. Yeah, you know, think about, too, just any uh, good activity you do in your life, uh, exercise, eating right, reading your Bible daily, you get into the habit of not doing those things, it's really hard to get back into it. And you kind of go, you know, I'm doing okay not eating what I should or reading my Bible daily like I should. Maybe I'll just not. Mm -hmm. And so the same thing can happen with church attendance. And COVID, even if, like, there are legitimate reasons— People have not come back. Mm -hmm. But I think if you're in that camp, just be extra vigilant Mm -hmm. uh, to realize when you can Mm -hmm. or when you feel safe, Mm -hmm. there's going to be temptation to maybe not come back. Right, right. So let's jump into the book, huh? Okay. Talk about some of those things. So I think really it could be broken down kind of into six six sections, something Mm -hmm. like that, Mm -hmm. six segments. Um, And the first one is... You need to be at church when you don't feel like it. That's what he says at the very beginning of the book. The very first sentence, the most important time to be at church is when you don't feel like it. Yes. And that's true. I think so, too. Uh, We have to do hard things sometimes, things we don't feel like, but they're the best thing. Again, exercise, eating right, whatever analogy you want to make. You do things you don't necessarily want to do, but they're the best thing for you. Right. And that leads into a second point, uh, that our feelings should not dictate Mm -hmm. for the Christian. Right. Uh, we don't live by our feelings because they're fickle. Mm-hmm. They are not uh, truth, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. They're that. They're feelings. They come and they go. He um, said, quotes from like Proverbs fourteen twelve. There's a right way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. Yeah. I mean, if if we think about it like this, and he gives some examples, and I'll give one he didn't give. If we were driven by our feelings, how many people would get up in the morning and go to work? Right. (laughs) Okay. But like what you see with many Christians is they will be very devoted to their work, even if they don't feel like it. Why? Because they have to earn the money and they have to pay the bills or whatever. Um, They know that it is good for them and their family if they go. And uh, but yet when it comes to Sunday morning, well, I don't feel like going to church. Uh, I don't feel like spiritual feeding. I don't feel like singing praises to God with his people. I don't feel like fellowshipping. Right. I don't feel like engaging uh, the people of the church, you know, and all those things that are um, commanded in Scripture. Yeah. And they let their feelings direct their church life. And that's a pretty dangerous place to live. Yeah. Uh, that really leads, like, into the third part then, uh, that feelings— Often are, well, I've heard it said like windows are the emotion to the soul. Or, emo- <laughs> I mean, sorry, emotions are the window to the soul. Same thing in a sense with feelings. Feelings reveal underlying heart issues. So he he wants to diagnose those things. And I think these are all really helpful. He gives, I don't know, 14, 15 maybe different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we could just kind of briefly talk through yeah. some of those. Yeah. Uh, what are reasons people don't want to go to church? Diagnosing them. First one's physical reasons. Uh, so maybe health issue. Mm-hmm. Put that, you know, in COVID maybe. Right, okay. Might, might be one of those. Yeah. 
uh, spiritual reasons. This is where I think like a lot of people don't see this aspect. Uh, if you're uh, dealing with a besetting sin, mm-hmm. something like that, you don't want to go to be with God's people. No. There's conviction there. Yeah. And so you might not diagnose that on your own mm-hmm. um, apart from the convicting. Well, you won't apart from the convicting word of the work mm-hmm. of the spirit and mm-hmm. the word. Ironically, though, that I mean, what does the gospel offer? What is the offer or who is the gospel offer to? It's sinners. Yes. Exactly. So if you are dealing with besetting sin, you right. need to go to church. Right. And uh, yes, deal with that sin. Deal with it, but right. um, but in your midst of dealing with it, the be where you Christ need to be. has got open arms to yeah. repentant sinners. We we don't like if we don't avail ourselves of the means of grace that God has given, and one right. of those is the gathering of the church. Uh, right, boy, you're just going to continue to battle with that sin yeah. over and over. Uh, relational reasons, uh, that could be a number of things. Your in sin, your family, in your family, but also at the church. At the church. Uh, you might not feel like you fit in with the majority relationship. So like you're a widow or a widower or a single person, uh, and everybody's married, things like that. Uh, he says logistical reasons. So you're a long ways from, from church. That might be a, a play into it. Or uh, you have a chaotic home environment, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. And so you're just exhausted by Sunday morning. Uh, preferential reasons. Uh, you don't like the music or... Uh, the pastor's preaching is not up to your preference, things like that. Uh, the other one I think is a big one in our area, recreational reasons. Yeah, that is a big one. You know, uh, like you said. The you weekends are prime time for hobbies, adventures, yes. tournaments, travel, and kids' sports programs. Yep. You know, and again, like we're not trying to downplay the role of rest in the life of a of a person, a Christian. That's right. an important thing. Yeah. But that rest can be, we, we miss the spiritual rest and rejuvenation from being with God's people yeah. in favor of recreation. Um, doctrinal reasons, intellectual reasons, transitional reasons. I thought this was an interesting one because I think sometimes people are in transitional phases of their lives. Maybe they're not sure uh, if they're going to stay in a certain place, you know, been attending a church. Uh, but, you know, they're always kind of like, maybe we're moving on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that. You know, that makes it so much easier to go like, you know, I don't really need to be there regularly because I might not be apart for a long term. Right. I think the word of God in this is you be faithful and be present where you're at right now. Yeah. Until the Lord leads you on. Yeah. Um, And the last one is personal reasons. You know, he's talking there about maybe um, witnessing uh, church splits mm-hmm. been abused by pastoral leadership, things like that. So those are just some reasons that he gives, and maybe if you're listening to this or if you're reading through this, you'll identify with some of those things. You say maybe there's a deeper root. root Which is here. important because I think the main point he's trying to make is you should you should really think through why you don't. Right. So if you have those feelings, they can be there. We don't live by our feelings, but we don't ignore them either. Mm-hmm. So they're indicators of what could be going on in the heart. Right. And... Um, and so write those reasons down. Like, yeah. why don't you feel yeah. like going to church? Yeah. If it's uh, whatever it is. I know some people that just um, social reasons, they are introverted people. Mm-hmm. I think often struggle coming to mm-hmm. church because it's like their worst nightmare. <laughs> you know, they're around <laughs> all these people in close contact. People are going to want to say something to them. They're expected to say something to right. other people. And that is uh, very... Um, 
paralyzing. Paralyzing to them and also exhausting. Hmm. The thought of it is exhausting. Hmm. So they're sitting there thinking, oh my, I got to say this to these people or whatever. Um, but or that I don't means, know how to respond. Yeah, you know. and so there's a number of reasons, and I don't have the answer to that right now for them in this podcast, but you you need to biblically think through those right. things. And um, just like you can't let your feelings drive your decision to attend church, you right. can't let your personality drive yeah. your decision to attend church. None of those things can become barriers because the Bible doesn't give those right. exceptions. And And like there are times, you know, so even like with the instance you just gave, um the the Bible's clear on what we are to do. Oh, somebody's calling our toll free hotline right now. They want to yeah, weigh in on yeah, what we're talking about right in. now. Uh but the Bible is clear about what we are to do. So in spite of our feelings, in spite of our reservations and our personalities, we need to obey. Just That's plain right. and simple. We just yeah. need to obey. Yep. And uh leave the rest to the Lord. Uh okay, so then he he lays out let's try and diagnose what's at the heart, and then he says, Okay, what do we do? from there mm-hmm. and he he specifically says asking for help and he directs us to three places the word of god uh discerning friends and godly get godly godly leaders right the leaders of the church right and so if you don't feel like going to church you need to first of all consult the word of god what does it say about your feelings and about the need to be involved in a local church the discerning friends is helpful because they might be able to help you discern why you don't want to go mm-hmm. what is it that is provoking these feelings right. you know uh godly discerning friends that might ask you some probing questions uh to help you examine your heart you know um i've heard, i think it's paul Tripp i've heard say that like christians were to be like mirrors of the word of god holding the word of god up to other another person's life so you look at me and i'm holding the word of god up and it's reflecting back and mm-hmm. examining your own life mm-hmm. so the same thing applies here and then godly leaders and he's like this may seem ironic like in a sense that you're you don't want to go to church, but yet you need to go to the leaders the Lord has placed in your life and ask them, <laughs> you know, yeah. explain to them. I don't feel like going to church, and I think this might be some of the reasons. And here's why. Can you help You me? know, when, as a as a fairly, I guess I would say that when it comes to church leadership now, I'm, I'm more seasoned than not, okay? Because sure. I have like nine years here and a couple years at the previous church. and But I'm thinking like the way to... To if you're struggling with your church, if you're struggling with coming to it, um, for whatever the reasons, the, to spring that on your leaders after you've already left and say, yeah. "I pretty much left," and yeah. here's why, or to do the thing where you, um, I'm just not going to show up and see if anybody notices thing, and then all of a sudden you let your leaders know, "Yeah, I left like six weeks ago or whatever." I would say that's not right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you need to go to your leaders and explain to them the issues. Ask to meet, and maybe they can help you. Or uh, if 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 it's not something you can stay, maybe help you transition out. Yeah. Um, but uh, I've seen that, a, 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 I guess, a few times. Mm-hmm. And, and that idea of don't even give the leaders a chance. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and I don't think that's, I don't know if I should it, say fair or yeah. what it would be, but the leaders have responsibilities towards their people mm-hmm. and we're all imperfect in ourselves. And and to give like just the benefit of the doubt to the person that might feel that way. Like I think there's probably a sense like if, if you're going to come to one of us say or mm-hmm. any leader of a church and say, I don't feel like coming. And a lot of times it's going to come back to you as a pastor right. i don't like your music I, or the way you do that or mm-hmm. the way you preach or i don't like the culture or whatever it is of the church 
And that can naturally that stings a little mm-hmm. bit as a leader, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but by God's grace, we want to respond in a gracious, humble way. I yeah. want to help the people that are in our church. Uh, we want whoever is here, we want them, this to be the place the Lord has them to be. And if this yeah. isn't the place the Lord wants them to be, then yeah. we want to see that. We want them to see that. And we want them to be in that place. Right, so right. if you're in our church and you're struggling with these things, come and talk to us. Right. That's what I'm saying. And most of the time you'll find like... Um, we could say it stings and it may, but right. if they, if it's just a matter of like, I'm I'm not happy with the the doctrine or the right. sermons or I'm not happy with the music or whatever. Right. Um, it, most of the time, yeah, I'm saying like, we we've heard it's not as though we haven't heard those <laughs> things before. Yeah, <laughs> if the heart behind it is like, yeah. I really want to reconcile these things. I don't want to feel this way. I want to get to the bottom of it. That makes it so much easier to handle because right? yeah, everybody right. has the same yeah. end. All of that is is in mind. Right. So that's easy. Right. So from there, he leads into, I think, probably one of the most important parts and maybe the the biggest area of weakness for people that, that are struggling going to church is they don't properly biblically understand what the church is, mm-hmm. the importance of it, how it's laid out in Scripture, what it is for your spiritual growth. And so he lays out what is the church. And um, he has in here... Uh, one statement I thought that was really good. So he says, God's people have always been marked by marked. God's people have always been marked, known and renewed by regular rhythmic orderly gatherings. Mm-hmm. Hebrews 10, 24 mm-hmm. and 25. And then he said this, I thought this, I've never heard it like this. He said, a body that's never together is more like a prosthetics warehouse and a family that never has any dinners or outings or re- reunions won't be a happy or won't be a healthy or happy family. If any family at all, I was like, that's, that's a really good analogy. Because yeah. we understand the biblical analogy of the church as a body, you know, uh, where Paul brings that out in Corinthians. Uh, we understand we all have those parts. But yet if we're not together, we're just like limbs hanging out. Right, right. Disconnected. And you're not able to obey the Bible because right. the New Testament especially lays um, gospel burdens on us right. towards our the other people of the church. And we're gifted by the spirit for the other people of church and we're commanded to love and encourage and serve the other people of church and pray for the other people. And you can't, um, you can't do those things if you're not part of the church. There, there's an inherent one anotherness in the new Testament understanding of the church that is outside of just your immediate family. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, so for people who say, well, my, my family's my church. Well, part of it, mm-hmm. <laughs> but not the whole thing. Right. There is a, a much bigger understanding of what the church is and who is involved in that than That's just right. your immediate family. Uh, he talks about that the church is a covenant family, right? And so there he's really talking about the aspect of commitment, right? So we've been brought into the new covenant through the blood of Christ. We remember that in the Lord's Supper. Um, and he makes this statement, there's a secret ingredient in every healthy family, body, or temple, commitment among the parts. And that's true. Uh, if if all the members of Calvary Bible Church are not committed, we're really going to struggle. Um, because this is everybody's just kind of got a well. I'm kind of dipping my toe in halfway. Uh, it's just it, you. It's we're not a healthy functioning church, and so commitment is a, a huge part. And that's why we have a membership covenant too, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To help instill that level of commitment, understanding this is what I'm committing to, mm-hmm. to regularly be with God's people too. 
We're going to be starting members meetings to regularly be at a members meeting and to be invested in the lives of other people. Yeah. Um, so covenants are helpful for that. Yep. And those, uh, maybe we can have these books available for everybody by that membership yeah. meeting yeah. and maybe they'll have read it yeah. for our first one. Yeah. And then the final thing that he gets to is get your eyes off yourself. I yeah. think is a really right. kind of the the final point. He has this one heading, it's not all about you. Um, he, I'm just going to read this section because I thought it was really good. He said, I get it. It can be hard. The worship team didn't pull their song selections from your personal playlist. The pastor didn't have the time and resources to craft a mesmerizing sermon with a team of presidential speechwriters. The membership may not have the perfect combination of older saints to mentor you, younger saints to energize you, mature saints to counsel you, hospitable saints to host you, and outgoing saints to pursue you. But if your church believes the Bible and preaches the gospel and practices the ordinances and serves one another, then your church has saints, and those saints are your brothers and sisters, your fathers and mothers, your weary fellow pilgrims walking the same wilderness you are away from Egypt, led by cloud and fire with eyes set on the promised land. This uh, This isn't a solo hike. It's a holy caravan. That's a great. Was oh, it's awesome. Fantastic pastoral yeah. uh council there. And and so th- from there he moves into the power of presence and being present with God's people and not present just in uh your body being here, mm-hmm. but that you are a participating present presence. You're looking for other people. We so often think of church as we're so consumeristic mm-hmm. in our yes. uh, involvement at church. We come, we sit, we hear, we leave. Right. We're not looking for other people to minister to. We're not looking to engage others. And so he gets into some of the ways that, that uh, how we can be a presence like that, consistency, right? Be here faithfully. Be mm-hmm. a consistent part of the church. Um, honesty, don't put on a facade, right? Be right. um real mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah. which, which is diff- difficult it's vulnerable mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Uh, but yet that's what we're called to to be as Christians uh, humble uh, he says here that the best presence we we can bring to church is not a critical or condemning presence but a humble presence eager to listen and love and serve and build there humble. you go um, a unified presence right we're not trying to we we understand that there is conflict at time uh, uh, but yet we're not trying to foster that conflict. He had a sentence here that I thought was really good. He said, pride tempts us to minimize our similarities and maximize our differences, Mm -hmm. right? So you can walk in and you can say, I have nothing in common with these people here. Uh, And pride will, will help exacerbate those, you know, differences you may have in personality or interests or things like that. And so we got to minimize those. Uh, And then he also says, not that we shouldn't be discerning, right? We should be discerning. If there's issues in the church, we see those, um, and there's biblical ways to deal with those things, but yet we want to uh, also be promoting unity. Um, and then he lists several other things, and I won't read the whole book because we'll run out of time in the podcast. But and we want to let people we will let people some have some it. opportunity to read it yourself. Yeah. So, any other thoughts? Yeah, I think, um, and he kind of hints at this at the end, and you, I'll let them read through it. But the idea is when you don't feel like going to church. Admit that, confess that to God, ask God for help and grace to go Mm -hmm. and even desires to go and then go. Yeah. 
And it starts with, I mean, we've talked about, yes, encouraging other people. It talk, we've, started, we, we've talked about that, that, it, that your church attendance should grow into that service. But initially, uh, for some, we just need to, to just start with the basics of you just got to show up. Yeah. You need to be present. You need to show up. And, um, and we'll go from there. Yeah. Okay. So like, uh, if you're struggling with coming to church, don't, don't come in this week. Like, like you have to, okay, now I gotta he, be here to serve other people and I got to do this. I'm saying, I'm talking to the people that really struggle coming mm-hmm. to church. Let's just start with you showing up and yep. asking God to give you the grace to, uh, enjoy his presence there among his people to be encouraged um, in those kinds of things, and then that'll grow from there. Yeah. But just go to church on just Sundays. Take Make that, that first step of obedience. That, that's what I'm saying. Yep. I, that's what I'm saying. This is all about growth and yep. that kind of thing. And you may be going through a season where you don't feel as though you have anything to give right now mm-hmm. to people. I mean, maybe you are through a really dark season, and and that happens. And yeah. sometimes you've got to you you just need to come to be encouraged, right. and uh, and then. We, you know, we'll work on the rest that we know needs to come from that. But I'll also add to that. Just your presence being here is yeah. an encouragement to others. It really is, yeah. It, yep. when, when you're in a covenant community, a church of our size, we everybody knows who's here and yes. who's not. Yeah. So your presence is an active encouragement to everybody else that's here. Right, yeah. So, yeah. So I think that, and uh, that's to the church body itself, but also in other special things they have. I've yeah. always told people that there's a ministry of just presence. Yes, like if you just show up, uh, that encourages people. You know, people especially talk about that, like in times of grief and loss. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, just by virtue of being at a funeral. Mm-hmm. You know, just not saying anything, just showing up yep. is a ministry of presence. Yeah, and you can fulfill that role just by. Yeah, and when we look at the rest of Colossians three, a week from Sunday, we'll finish that up that series we've been doing, but that's where he talks about uh, singing, uh, admonishing, teaching one another, singing psalms and yeah. hymns and spiritual songs. Um, so if you say, what ministry can I have this week? One, show up. Yeah. Two, sing. Sing, yes. Because you're encouraging everyone else, and our congregation is a singing congregation, and when you hear the room being filled with singing, mm-hmm. people are being encouraged. Um, and if you're, you know, if you're, if you're, uh, uh, a member listening to this or whatever, just uh, show up, sing, but also look for people you can encourage and yeah. reach out and just saying hi. Yes, you know, to a visitor could could encourage the visitor. Introducing yourself to somebody you've ne- never met is an encouragement. Yeah, to that it, other person, to the like, other person, and to the leadership of the church. Yes, because that other person is going to go, boy, that person took enough time and yeah. interest to reach out. And, and introduce right. themselves to me. Right. It's not complicated. It's not rocket science, but for some reason we, we get hung up on it. Yeah. And so we need encouragement to do we these need things. We need encouragement to do those things as well. Cool. And so, yeah, good. Well, we will get a whole bunch of copies of this, and everybody's going to get a copy, and everybody's going to read it and be encouraged by it. Yeah, I and maybe throughout the years you'll have this on your shelf, and you'll be like, man, I don't feel like going to church <laughs> tomorrow. You can pull this out, That's right. skim through it in a few minutes, yes. and remind yourself, oh, yeah, okay, I'll go to church tomorrow. You know, this podcast is now 31 minutes. It could have read the book. That's right. That's right. That's right. So there you go. Well, we do hope this podcast has been an encouragement uh, to those who are part of our church. And if you're outside of our church, we hope it's an encouragement to you as well. We love to hear from our listeners. You can email us at thecalvarycast at gmail.com. If you're a part of our church, come up and talk to us on a Sunday morning. Give us a text or a phone call. You can find out more about Calvary. Visit our website. Uh, calvarybiblechurchgj.org and until next time